This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Hello. We're coming to you live. Hello, hello. So I want to talk to you about, well, we want to talk to you about a topic that feels really um, near, dear, and potent, which is leadership, both in a personal leadership sense, from a business perspective, leadership in relationships, leadership in terms of our health, leadership in terms of how we feel, our, our mind, leadership in terms of our emotions, leadership in terms of, you know, the food we eat, the practices we keep, literally the habits we embody, like everything we do is really a combination of the masculine essence and the feminine essence. And when we overcorrect in one of these areas, that's usually when trouble begins. So I've been thinking a lot about this concept of what it means to bring feminine energy, our own feminine attributes into leadership, into the work that we're doing. And why is that even important in the first place? So as Ani said, it's important that we strike a balance between our own masculine and feminine attributes or qualities. And so in action, uh, a lot of times when you're exercising masculine energy, then you might notice that you're analytical, organized, directive, structured, direct, penetrating. And these are amazing qualities. This is what really brings projects to completion. This is what allows us to um, contribute to birthing things in the world because our projects do require organization, analysis, structure. Masculine gives structure. So if you think of like a Tupperware container, if you were to pour soup into no container, it would just spill out onto the counter. However, when you're pouring it into a Tupperware, that container gives it structure. We can think of the masculine as the container to which you pour your soup. And this masculine container also creates safety, right? So the soup, when it's just poured into empty space, it just goes everywhere, right? And and like this, the feminine energy, when uncontained, will float out into the ether. So if you've ever noticed someone as being very airy or not grounded then it's possible that they may have a lot of feminine energy flowing through them. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just the balance that they have struck in the moment. Now, when we're talking about balance, balance can mean something different in any given moment. Balance between your masculine and feminine when you're at a spa versus when you're at work could look very different. And when we're referring to feminine energy, these qualities that we may notice within ourselves tend to be nonlinear, free-flowing, creative, creative, innovative, more filled with emotion, freedom, freedom, yeah, flow, mm-hmm. 
right? The feminine energy is the creative life force of the planet, of every single person. It's what allows life and literally anything to be created. So if you're an artist of any sort, or if you have any kind of artistic expression in your life, in which you do, um, that's an expression of your feminine essence. That's that creative aspect that exactly wisdom as well. And so for all of those aspects of the feminine to really shine forth, there needs to be safety created by the masculine aspect, right? The Tupperware container containing the soup, because without that, it would just go all over the place. Think of how safe you feel when you receive a really warm hug from someone and they just hold you in it and they don't let you go. And at some point you eventually melt into their arms. This is like masculine containment. It's not constriction, it does contain, meaning there are bounds and boundaries so that we're not floating out into the ether, but we know exactly what realm or what parameters to play in. And that can be useful in on work projects, in relationships, in everything we do in life. So let's talk about what happens when you go off into one end or the other. So when you are really into the masculine essence, when you're really overcorrecting in your masculine, that manifests as a lot of hustle, right? A lot of burnout, a lot of stress, a lot of pushing, 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 trying to figure something out because you need to essentially make progress. You need to um, travel in some way away from where you currently are, right? That's that directive force. And when we do that, when we spend a lot of time in that state, our bodies are experiencing a lot of stress. Our bodies are constantly revving up at high RPMs. And exactly, it's also like the anima concept of Jung. You end up feeling a little burnt out. You end up feeling a little tired and exhausted. Or a lot. Or a lot, right? And you've experienced this as a woman. As a woman, when, when this happens, do you want to actually talk about what that looks like? Yeah, so uh, burnout is, is common for a lot of people. And in fact, here in Western culture, we are taught to value achievement, going, doing, output, productivity. And in fact, a lot of us tie our sense of self-worth to what we produce and our outputs, how much money we make, the kind of car we drive, etc. So this is um, when the masculine energy is overdeveloped, meaning that it doesn't have balance from the feminine energy. And that means not from a woman necessarily, but from our own feminine qualities within. Now, what this looks like in practice when there is an overdevelopment of masculine energy is there is burnout. There's exhaustion. There's a lot of stress, anxiety. There may be depression. Um, what also happens um, is we experience a shift in hormones, a shift in sleeping patterns, a shift in digestive patterns, um, for women, this can also really greatly affect our cycles and how we menstruate. And so this can also come through in various physical and stress-related ailments and disease. And so when we're looking at things like high blood pressure or um, ailments that are caused by undue amounts of stress, a lot of times our masculine can be in an overdeveloped state. And this is true for men as well, right? Constant high levels of stress leading to anger, irritability, um, leading to physical issues like weight gain. Um, and, you know, all of this for men, because culturally it's not as 
socially acceptable to express emotions, to feel emotions. Men hold it in. But what they express is that rage, it's that anger, it's that annoyance, it's that irritation, and usually comes out at someone. And so if you look at society right now, you look at what's happening uh, at a racial level, at a pandemic level, at a financial level, we're seeing what a world that is overcorrected into the masculine looks like. Because all those repressed emotions are coming out at one another, at the other, right? At someone who looks different. And that means there, there's someone else. There's a separation between who I am and who this person is. And I can project my shit at them. So what do we do about all of this? It's, it can sound really nice and noble to say, oh, we just have to bring in more feminine energy more of our own feminine energy. How do we, in practical terms, strike balance? Well, the first thing here is, one, understanding whether we, within ourselves as individuals, feel an independent sense of safety. That might sound like a silly thing to think about because maybe we say, I'm safe, I have a nice house, I have a car, I have a family who loves me. And sure, perhaps we're physically safe and that's not something we need to worry about. However, if you stop to think about whether or not you feel deeply emotionally safe, meaning deeply safe and held and secure in expressing your emotions in saying what comes to mind and heart to the people that you want to say it to in um, feeling seen, heard and understood in feeling okay to be yourself with all of your quirks and nuances and desires and kinks and fantasies and insecurities and fears. So a, quest, a couple of questions you can ask yourself. Do I feel okay to be me? Just as I am, right? Exactly as I am, exactly how I look, exactly how I talk, exactly how I act, exactly how much money I make, exactly how much I exercise or don't exercise or what I eat. Can I just feel okay being exactly how and what I am, right? And if the answer to this feels, and this is all a feeling, right? There's no objective responses to this, but if it feels like how you are currently is not enough, it's not good enough, it's not this enough or that enough, then you may feel a pull towards your masculine, right? Maybe it's to exercise a lot more, maybe it's to work a lot, maybe it's to go hustle so you can make a bunch of money. The reason why we do all of those things is so we can feel that feeling of safety, is so we can feel that feeling of being enough, right? What we're all chasing is that feeling of being enough because when we feel enough, we can be at peace, as in we don't need to be somewhere else. We don't need to be someone else. We, need, we don't need to be some way else. And when we can feel like the way we are right now, right, in the present moment, everything feels complete, it feels perfect, and we can just be exactly who we are, how we are, whatever way we are. That's our access point to peace. That's our access point to, you can call it self-love, you can call it self-acceptance, you can call it anything, but that is sort of the meeting point of the masculine and feminine. And so when we look at, okay, how do we practically bring in more feminine energy to balance our own masculine energy who for good reason may feel like it needs to compensate to keep us loved to keep us respected to keep us validated and approved of right so i want to just underline that there's nothing wrong if you have been in a sense of masculine overdrive or if you've been going doing achieving trying to prove yourself trying to win love 
evolutionarily speaking, you're, you're, being is extremely intelligent. So you're doing what you think you need to do to survive, to keep love of your family, tribe, loved ones, partner, coworkers, whomever. And if that's not feeling most optimal for you anymore, then how do we allow in our own feminine energy? So one, it's creating that space to feel expressed. Even if that's not in front of anyone, um, that might be in a journal, that might be in a voice notes recording allowing whatever's in there to come out. Um, I work with a lot of clients in using breath, sound, and movement to move energy through the body. Any sort of breath work, uh, sound work, and just it can be making random sounds, and movement, moving the body intuitively. So this is not um, like linear structured weight training necessarily. This is just letting the body flow and move in whatever way feels good. And this is something I've learned a lot from this one. Um, she is like in many ways, the queen of non-linearity <laughs> and she's inspired me actually to introduce non-linearity in other parts of my life. So if there's a part of your life where you really feel linear, break that linearity. That's how you create more feminine energy, regardless if you're a man or woman. So if you brush your teeth, you know, very stoically looking at the mirror, you know, just trying to wake up, dance when you brush your teeth, right? Make it fun. If you eat the same things every day or mostly the same few things every day, try something different. Like go buy a bunch of things at the grocery store that you've never seen, that you've never tried and, and try to make something. With your workouts, if you follow a, a routine and you do, you know, strict, rigid, linear movements, do something that feels different. Do something that feels more flowy. And this can also be with emotions. If you keep your emotions locked and, neat and neatly in a box and compartmentalized and compressed because, you know, no one, no one needs to see that shit. Well, maybe sh show some people what, that's, what that shit looks like and express yourself. And of course, you know, do so in a way that feels safe and comfortable for you in the presence of people that you know can hold space for you. And um, when you're also feeling resourced to allow yourself to be seen and held in that way. And the flip side also, you know, is true for, for some people where there's an overcorrection in the feminine and where there's an absence of structure, there's an absence of um, direction, there's an, op there's an absence of grounding. And that can just feel very chaotic, right? That can feel like just so much stuff happening all the time and there's no real direction. There's just a constant churning from, you know, one part of the ocean to another. And for people who are in that situation, is there anything you would advise me? Um, so adding some linearity and structure to your life, even if that's something as enjoyable and as feminine as a delicious morning routine. So having a bookend on your day can create some structure and linearity. So whatever sorts of... Um, Morning routines feel good for you, whether that's journaling, taking a shower, uh, stretching, and then having something at bedtime too. So you're starting to create these containers for yourself throughout the day so that you feel safe and contained in your own being, meaning you won't necessarily have to depend on someone for it. You can create that sense of safety within yourself. And if every human being just learns to do this, this idea of creating a container for yourself, so your body is one example of a container for yourself, right? Your, your self is basically pure consciousness being refracted in this space of, you know, 
body, which is an intersection of time and space, which is why we have this sense of, you know, the past, the present, the future. So can you create a container for yourself, right? Whether it's with um, certain habits, certain practices, certain just routines that ground you. Maybe it's working out every single day. Maybe it's um, having um, a space to, you know, share gratitude and express gratitude for the things in your life every single day. And so these are some of some great basics to allow uh, more structure into your life. Now, when we're talking about feminine energy as well, and we think of feminine energy in leadership, how do we bring this into the work that we do? You know, as entrepreneurs, as people who work for companies, as people who raise families, how do we allow that nurturing, loving, um, supportive, feminine energy in? That all starts with us right here at home. And so as, as within, so without, as above, so below, as Ani likes to say, everything's an inside job. Meaning if we want to see more feminine energy in how we show up to work, We've got to bring that sense of love, compassion, and nurturing to ourselves, which can sometimes feel like the hardest thing to do. So when we have that conflict with a partner or with a family member, is there a space for some self-compassion? Maybe we didn't show up the way we wanted to, or maybe we're feeling really angry and betrayed about something. Is there a place for us to hold our inner child? As if you're holding the five-year-old version of yourself. In your arms. Right. And you're saying, oh, it's okay. You know, baby girl or baby boy, I got you. Everything's going to be okay. You are so loved. You are so supported. I love you. I got you. We're good. And in fact, you know, just taking a minute, just one minute to allow yourself to rest in that space of loving yourself of holding yourself and saying, hey, it's all it's all good. That tub of ice cream you ate last night, it's all good. That, you know, sales call that you completely bombed because you were not in a good in, in a good mood. It's all good. You know, all those things that were supposed to happen, but they didn't or all those things you needed to do yesterday on your to do list, but you didn't. It's all good because when we can release ourselves from our own judgments, from our own punishing critical eye and voice, that's when we feel safe to really be who we are on a Mm. daily basis. And when we feel safe to be who we are, we start to trust ourselves. It, It may seem odd to think that so many people are walking around with no trust for themselves whatsoever, no trust for how they can show up or what they plan to do or accomplish. And so when we start to practice this inner sense of self-love, self-compassion, we rebuild the trust with our inner child. And to Jill's point, you can ask yourself, what does my inner child need right now? Right? Because when I, when I ask myself that question, the answer changes because in the morning it's, it it needs structure, right? It, It wants to wake up and like, feel like it's grounded. It's safe. There's some structure, there's some form. You know, middle of the day, if I'm having a challenging day, it might just want to hug. It might just want to be held. Um, I should say he probably, right? Not it. Um, (laughs) My inner child is actually a puppy, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So true. 
And so asking those questions like, hey, what what is it that I need right now? What is it that my inner child needs right now? And I guarantee you, as as funny as this may sound to some people, this is what's going to allow you to show up as that badass rock star in your business, in your family, in your sex life, in everything you do. I, I can bet everything on the fact that the answer is love and compassion. And as we regain that trust for ourselves, especially for those of you women who are watching, who are leaders in your business or who are entrepreneurs, and we wonder like, why am I so burnt out? Why am I in overdrive? Why do I always feel stressed out? Like I'm worrying about either where the next client's going to come from or like what's happening. Um, and so as we rebuild that sense of trust within ourselves, we learn naturally to surrender into the flow of life, into the flow of our business. And we open up this space in our hearts to have compassion for others. So I'll, I'll give an example of something I'm experiencing right now in a group of women that I'm leading. Um, there's been a bunch of, um, there's been a lull in the energy of this group of women that I'm leading. And my first idea was, okay, who do I need to call out? Who do I need to like get in line? And I was like, interesting that that was the first thing I wanted to do. And then I felt guilty because I thought I wasn't doing enough. And then I guilted myself. And as I went through this metamorphosis of what it means to surrender into my own feminine while still allowing my masculine to create structure in the group as the leader of the group, I realized that people are going through their own things. And so what can I do to show up taking 100% responsibility for how I contribute to the energy of the group? And how can I show up as someone who's encouraging, who's supportive, who holds a space for women to come forth and say, hey, I'm feeling disconnected or I'm feeling, you know, really worried or concerned about this thing. And I, I can do that because that's how I've started to show up for myself. Therefore, when I see someone is not engaging in the group, I can say, hey, my love, tell me what's going on for you these days. How can I support you versus, hey, you haven't been showing up and here's what's wrong. And we notice that or we can notice that how we want to respond to other people is typically how we first respond to ourselves. So if we want to guilt someone out, we typically guilt ourselves out. If we want to shame someone, we shame ourselves. If we get angry with others, we typically get angry and punish ourselves. And so we can use any organization we're a part of, any relationship we're in as a mirror for us to see, okay, how am I showing up in relationship to myself right now? Because if I want to create a different result outside of me, in this business, in this group, then what is it inside of me that may want some attention and some shifting? And so this is a practice that you can just take with you. Just ask yourself a few times a day, what do I really need right now? And when you notice emotions coming up that are being directed at someone else, notice where that's occurring inside yourself. Knowing where the war is playing out within yourself and notice what that war inside you needs, right? Mm. Maybe it's just withdrawal of judgment and shame. Maybe it's just a little bit of self-love and compassion. Maybe it's a little bit of attention and presence with yourself, right? But the thing is, when we can give ourselves the things we need, when we can meet our own needs, then we're so much better equipped to be leaders for other human beings in the world. We can give them the best aspects of us. They can give, we can give them our purest and most loving and compassionate presence and attention. And 
honestly, that is what leadership is to me, right? Leadership is just compassionate presence. It's compassionate acceptance. It's holding a space for other people who may not be where you are right now as a, as a lighthouse, right? Just as a lighthouse can stand there, right? Firm and strong, unwavering in its presence and just being a beacon for the rest of the world, for those passing ships. Can you be a beacon for the passing ships around you? Mm. Can you find the strength and the presence and the solidity and the solid ground of being inside yourself so you can stand tall and firm like this lighthouse? And can you be the light in the world that you already are? Can like, you be the light in the world that you already are? <laughs> Lee makes fun of my uh, impassioned speeches, so <laughs> he's got so many she, good speeches in him. But I like to I like to make some memes and parodies. Stay tuned because we're going to be making some really fun, <laughs> funny relationship parodies, also. Yeah, we are. Anyway, this anything was, else you want to say? I think that's about it. Thank you so much for for tuning in. This um, this is a topic really near and dear to us, and you know it's best served with a dash of the masculine and feminine. Um, we love you so much. Remember that you are really fucking limitless and so powerful. Remember. Simba. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sending much love to you all. Thank you for all those who tuned in and commented and engaged. We love you. We love you. So much. Amazing. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.